Ah, no, 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 sorry, sorry. I didn't say whom I'm interviewing and I want to do it before the interview starts. Hello everybody and welcome to Brunvagoon, your weekly dose of bicycle together with me, Stefano aka Calamaro, for the first episode of the year. Yes, 2018 is now and I'm freaking excited. I don't know if you're excited as well, but I do. I really do because this year is gonna be a year full of challenges. First of all, Etape du Tour, the 8th of July, 2018. I really can't wait to do it. I told you already a couple of times that I was chosen to participate to the Maratona delle Dolomiti the week before, the 1st of July, another 4,000 meters of climbing in the mountains that I will never touch because I still live in this city, Berlin, that is super flat. Well, now it's official. I'm gonna participate. I just need to buy the ticket. I'm gonna do it this week. And uh, yeah, I will be part of this crazy thing, crazy adventure. 1st of July, Maratona delle Dolomiti. 8th of July, Etape du Tour, and pray for me, because there are possibilities that I'm not gonna come back to Berlin after this full of pain effort. And together with me, I will be sure that a lot of people are gonna be, especially you, but also my sponsor, thanks Wahoo, and thanks Isador. I need to push a bit more the Wahoo guys to provide me with a trainer, because otherwise I will not go through all this challenge. And Isador now, I don't know if I told you, but probably reading around you saw it, is now supporting a ride, a weekly ride that I'm doing together with the Tortuga shop here in Berlin. So, yes, thanks again, Isador. Thanks again, Peter Velitz, that supports me in all this adventure that I'm kicking off, especially for this new year. And if you want to know something more about new stuff and whatever that Tortuga and myself are organizing together with Isador, just check on the Facebook page of Tortuga Cycling. Just uh, write on the search bar of Facebook Tortuga Cycles. Berlin, you're gonna find the page and if you want just join us every Saturday morning 10 o'clock for our cross rides around the hoods in Berlin and if you want to know something more just check my social media instagram.com slash calamaro you know it right twitter.com slash calamaro as well same thing different media different things but always the same voice mine even if sometimes it's written sometimes our picture and sometimes it's here on Spreaker Spreaker.com slash listen calamaro or just go to iTunes and write down broom wagon and you will find my podcast also over there resolution for the new year apart for climbing a lot is also I can tell you two of those the first one is try not to open too many parentheses and not any more conversation three conversation we call it when you start from one point one topic and then you move to the other and then the other and then the other and you follow completely the thing that you are saying that's actually the core characteristic of my podcast and not my way of talking but this year I will try to be a bit more focused second resolution of the year because as I was telling you, ah, you see another parenthesis. Second resolution of the year is to give a bit more of visibility to the part of cycling that is not mainstream, is not on the media every day. I'm talking about women cycling, 
under 23 and cyclocross. I will try to go into these small niches of cycling because I believe that this is the most human side. For sure, we are only love with professional men cycling because it's the one that we are following in TV and uh, we are following actually all the protagonists around, social media, whatever. But I can tell you, all the people that are part of the other side of cycling, so women cycling, uh, under 23, cyclocross, everything like this are even more interesting on the other guys, sorry guys, and they are just not streamed around. And I will try to be the voice on that side. That's why also today I'm interviewing one main protagonist of women cycling is actually a teammate of Cecile that I interviewed a month ago, a month and a an half ago, so part of the Cervero Bigla team, and she's a climber. That's why I interview her. It happened during my Christmas break, so it was around 2022 of December, so sorry, Marie, if I bothered you while you were uh, training and resting after a long year, and it's going to be here after I snap my fingers. Ah, no, 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 sorry, sorry. I didn't say whom I'm interviewing and I want to do it before the interview starts. So the person then in the case that is going to be after my snapping fingers in the podcast and whatever, stop opening parentheses, is Marie Willmann. And today is another episode and another step on my yeah discovering of uh, women side of the women cycling world and i'm super happy to have with me as guest marie Wilman. is it correct it's correct yeah marie there is another part of your surname right uh yeah sculptsport <laughs> but it's difficult <laughs> to pronounce <laughs> okay no because i really like to mess up with surnames not to i don't want to offend you but it's always like this and really bad on you know, pronunciation of surnames. <laughs> Going back to the topic, Marie Willmann, I would say just like this, who is part of uh, the team that I interviewed the most. And this, I'm super happy because all of you, it's a really, really a great team. I'm having a lot of fun, but so it's part of the Cervelo Bigla team. And today we're going to have a, lo- a talk together about a couple of stuff. Really, really welcome, Marie. Thank you very much. It's uh, nice to... Um... To be here or talk with you great it's the same for me so i would say that we can start from a small introduction for yourself who are you marie yeah so um i'm uh, 24 years old um i'm a danish girl mm-hmm. <laughs> um currently living in denmark uh in uh close to copenhagen uh yeah, yeah i'm a professional cyclist um as you mentioned um a part of um, Sevilla Bigla pro yeah. cycling team. Um, I have been studying uh, human medicine on Copenhagen uh, University, uh, but I paused my study two years ago um, because I yeah started to focus a lot on my cycling career. Okay. Um, so yeah, now it's just um, full time and all my focus in in cycling, and I'm. Yeah, I'm. I'm really. I I love that um, lifestyle and yeah. So yeah, you were talking about love cycling. How the how did this love story with the bicycle started? Yeah, so it's it's actually quite new for me. Um, uh-huh. I have always been a very um, 
active um, person. Um, but I started cycling three and a half years ago. Um, and so it's not a very long time, but it started because, um, yeah, I was a former uh, a runner. And um, yeah, I I had some uh, I had some running injuries, and that's why I started uh, cycling. And then I just fell in love with the sport, and yeah, I developed a lot uh, very fast. It was because I was um, yeah my my physically my shape was really good, but I, of course I needed all the technical and tactical skills. But anyway, it. Yeah, it went really fast, and I, yeah, I I started uh, cycling a lot. But yeah, so your main focus then on bicycle is only road cycling. You're not doing any mountain bike cross rides or stuff like this. You started with road cycling, and you are still there. Yeah, um, yeah. I wish I I could do some um, some cross, for example. But maybe mm -hmm. in the future, I could okay. try that try that out uh, but yeah for now it's uh, road cycling and yeah perfect mm -hmm. yeah and so yeah talking about it how would you consider yourself as a cyclist which which one are your main characteristic how do you feel uh, where do you feel comfortable on sprints climbing time trials yeah i'm definitely not a sprinter <laughs> okay I'm, okay um, i would um, describe myself as a, as a climber Okay. And wow. that's also, yeah, one of the things that I I'm, I would really like to be uh, one of the best to mm -hmm. to climb uh, clamber, um, because I'm I'm uh, I'm not a very big person. I'm quite small, um, and so it's a natural thing for me to be to be good at. And um, yeah, then I'm also really fascinated about the discipline uh, the time trial discipline so I, I also like uh, also want to improve that that part um, okay. but uh, yeah if I should tell something different then I would say I'm a really I'm a really hard worker <laughs> if uh, I'm a really hard worker and I'm the type that not give up so I would say that's my characteristic. So you were telling me that you love climbing. And uh, how can you be good in climbing? How can you train for go uphill and to, go, and to be a good climber if you're living and you grew up in a flat city like Denmark? Yeah, I think it's always a good idea to train uh, in to train in climbs. Yeah. Um, but if you don't have the climbs at home, um, I think it's really important to do some some intervals. I think in general, if you're in good shape, you will do well in in mountains. Okay. And of course, if it's also good not to be too heavy. Uh, um, okay. That's a problem for but, me. <laughs> yeah, but if you're in good shape, then it's it's okay. Okay. And I think it's also good to to do some intervals with uh for example low cadence. Okay. Because because when you're in the climb um when you are climbing mm -hmm. you're not going with very high cadence because it's 
really, really hard and steep, the climbs. Yeah. And so if you can simulate that by um, doing some low cadence work, I think that can help you. Okay, great. Um, and yeah, if you if there is some wind, if you can find some wind, <laughs> headwind, yeah, yeah, then yeah. Uh, it's also good to train. Mm. Okay, no, that's that's great actually. So intervals in low cadence and uh, using how did they call that uh, the Dutch mountains? That is the wind actually. I was interviewing a guy, uh, Jasper, and he told me, okay, you can use always the Dutch mountains. Dutch mountains. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they had wind. Okay, cool. Okay, great. Yeah. We okay, also have cool. a lot of wind in in Denmark. Yeah, also in Berlin is the, is mm. the same. I can always go to Tempelhof, that is the abandoned, um, yeah, the abandoned airport, and I can do something there. But yeah, it's a good thing. Mm. So headwind and low cadence intervals. Great. Mm. And talking about still about yourself, do you have a favorite race? Something that you're looking forward for next year, or something that you did and you said okay, wow, that race was amazing. That's something that I want to do again and I want to win. Yeah, I I really like the races. Um, they're Den Classic. Okay. Um, Fleche Vallon or Liege, Baston Liege. Okay. Because it's, it's um, so iconic races and it's in a really beautiful area. Yeah. And then it's also hilly. It's... It's not climbs, but it's up and down all the time. And yeah, I really like that, um, that the landscape is changing and it's, um, yeah, it's also uh, some really uh, hard and, and difficult races. And that's what I really like. Okay, Ardennes then. Yeah, I was planning also to do in 2019 something in the Ardennes because I did mm. um, yeah, the Tour de Flanders two times in a row, 2017 and 2016. 2018, I will focus only on climbing, but for sure 2019 is going to be the year for Ardennes. I was thinking about the Liege Baston Liege. Let's see. Mm. And what about then your favorite sports to ride or your favorite uphill mountains that you did? Then you can say, okay, that's something that stays into my heart forever. Yeah. So in general, I really like mountains Yeah. and, and climbing. Um, and yeah, we, we're, I'm doing a, a lot of climbing when we're, on training camps, for example, Mallorca or Girona or Gran Canaria. So all these mountains are, are fantastic and it's always so nice to get to the top and it's really beautiful. Yeah. But I have a story from Mount Wang Tu, actually. Wow, um, that me. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just in the big, um, beginning of my cycling career. So i think the first year so uh i was not very experienced but anyway on summer holiday uh -huh. um with my boyfriend we were going to moment two and we just rented some bikes we didn't i didn't have my bike um with me uh for that week because it was just completely off the bike and enjoying uh the sun and the time but anyway it was uh we had to try it when we was there so we were climbing and climbing and actually I said to him okay um we met we will meet at the top because I would 
I would try to beat um, sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but it was it was a really really beautiful climb and really hard and it just yeah very long. I think it's around twenty two kilometers. Yeah. Um, and this the um, the end of the climb is yeah. Um, yeah, bold. Um, but it, at that day, it was so windy and it uh, began also to snow. It was it was in the summer, but it began to snow and really? it was a storm. It was like a storm. And people, um, you know, they stopped uh, 5K um, before the top because it was it was crazy. But I, I really wanted to go to the top. So I just, yeah, I didn't stop. And it was so crazy. So we couldn't we couldn't actually get down uh, get down of the mountain, or we couldn't uh, ride down. Yeah. Because the the wind was yeah so um, so strong. Okay. So we had to take buses down, and but it was uh, it was really an experience, and I it was freezing cold at the top. <laughs> um, I like to go to Mont Blanc to. Uh, once again, and not uh, with storm and snow on the top. No, but that's crazy. So it's so unpredictable. You have you were there on summer and still was snowing. Up, winding is yes. normal. It's Mont Ventoux. We all know that it's windy there. Mm-hmm. But with snow, it's so incredible. But you reached the point. So you reached the goal of finishing the climb. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> about, so yeah, you are waiting really forward to finish it then next time. Yeah. Again. And hopefully in a race it would be lovely if if they if if um they put some more uh, mountains in women racing. <laughs> so it would be cool if we could have that as a finish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you going to do this year the there is a uh, women tour de France usually, don't doesn't it? Yeah, there is um there is uh, one day or to, to um, this year yeah this year it was two day two day race okay um but unfortunately i was i was not a part of it okay because yeah of for because of your injury, injury. Mm, yeah yeah cool hopefully it's gonna be something similar also this year and you can yeah you can go there and ch- chase your goal on doing it yeah <laughs> great so which one talking about next year which one are gonna be your goals and your plans for next year yeah so um my top priority is not being uh injured um finger crossed for you really finger yeah crossed. <laughs> thank you and then i am really looking forward to the world championship okay in uh, innsbruck yeah in yeah austria yeah uh, because it's also really up and down and and um, there is some climbs uh, and it should be a really hard um, course. Mm-hmm. So I'm really looking forward um, to that race. Um, of course, I, I hope I will be ready to La Course also. Um, one of the races uh, with, um, with the mountain or climbing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so... In general, I'm just really uh, looking forward to be back racing. Uh, yeah. 
I can't tell you how much I'm looking forward to. <laughs> I can, I can to feel it. it. I can feel it from uh, your voice. We had also a chat offline talking about <laughs> it. We are going to all support you, really. Myself and all my <laughs> audience, for sure, to see you again kicking some messes over there. I think you deserved. <laughs> you get a lot of rest last year and this year. It's time yeah. for you to, to succeed. It's normal. Yeah. Talking about the whole movement of women cycling, how can you see the future? Which one is your opinion on it? Can you really see more people uh, following it? Can you really see more audience start uh, seeing you and cheering at you also people on the streets and whatever? How is the spirit that you are breathing over there? Yeah, so... I think uh, women's cycling are in a really good development and yeah, we're moving in the right direction. Um, we, I think every year we are gaining um, uh, more attention and yeah, because now, for example, we, some of our races are um, broadcasted on TV. Mm-hmm. Um, But of course, we we wanted we wanted to be even better, um, and it's also really nice to see that we get uh, new races. Um, for example, uh, this year Liège, Bastogne Liège, the same date uh, as or the same yeah, almost the same time as the men. Yeah. Um, so it was really nice to see so many people cheering and watching women cycling. So I think we're in a good development and yeah, but I hope it, I know it can be even better. It's really important that, yeah, we get, um, more attention. Yeah, I can see the thing actually, uh, Uh, as I was saying, I will try all this year for all my content, all the producing, the content produ- productions that I'm doing to try to share a bit more because I was talking with Isa a couple of weeks ago, one month ago, and that she worked also with you girls on uh, producing some content, on spreading around the voice of the women cycling. We were saying, and I think it's like this, you are taking the same effort, the same hard work, the same training as men are doing. And it's a pity, actually, that not enough people are following you and giving you the possibility to earn enough to make this one as a professional sport. Because more people watching you means more sponsors, more money for you and more time for you to train and to go do, yeah, to have some results and also have some fun and work hard of it. Hopefully for the really near future something like this is going to develop properly and i will put all my effort on it and you are doing already so good on put on doing and also on producing important and so enjoyable and engaging uh, races during the year because yeah it's really a show to see yourself riding sometimes way more than men really often <laughs> so mm-hmm. yeah it's um I think it's uh, so nice to to be part of this uh, development in in Denmark. We also had a really, uh, yeah, a huge. We we made a huge step forward uh, over the the past uh, two years, um, and it's um, it's really cool to be part of the movement and see that we we got a world champion last year and. Um, Yeah. Um yeah, so I'm I'm no problems. Proud would be the word probably. 
Yeah, proud. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. I want to make your questions, really last question, uh, a really technical one. I was reading around, I was reading from your website probably. By the way, it's really good. I really like the news that you are spreading around in the Cervelo Bigla uh, website. There are a lot of cool and interesting stuff. I was reading that you were commenting the team trial trial team trial ah how is it sorry marie say it again <laughs> uh, team time trial exactly team time team time trial i can do it yes uh, the team time trial commenting of the world uh, world championship in 2017 and my question starts saying how it's it's known that this is one of the most technical races in the world of cycling how do you usually train for it how specific should be the training the technical training for this kind of race how do you like it as well yeah i think it's uh, such a cool discipline and um i have only um tried racing team time trial uh, two or three times but it's um it's a really cool um yeah discipline um because it's very very technical and you have to uh yeah train um a lot together with uh, your teammates um to be you know really good in the corners or uphill and you have to be really you know united as a team um and it's of course it's um different preparations for different um courses but um it's really important that um you really know the strength of the other riders and it's also really important for the whole team to have a really good you know plan um or uh yeah race plan so okay um on this part this rider is taking a strong pull or in this part this rider has to sit in the back or because for example if there is a a, a, a hill or a climb then you can easily drop you know some of the uh um maybe a little uh heavier uh, riders if the small riders are going um yeah too fast so yeah it's a yeah so it's a really technical um discipline and that's also why a lot of teams um will be together and yeah train specifically for this uh event Yeah, are you gonna? Yeah, I don't want to know. Let's see, but I hope that they're gonna see. I'm gonna see you in Innsbruck last year, next year, also on doing the yeah the the race of the TTT. Let's say I don't want to make a mess. So I hope that you're gonna <laughs> participate to your team also because last year the Cervelo Bigla was bronze there, right there yeah. in the championship. So yeah this year and also the year before. So ah okay yeah so yeah. you have something. They Yeah, you can still improve a couple of positions. I will cheer for you for sure. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a really um, important thing for for Stavila Bigla to do well in the team time trial. And I think that's also why they are really good at it because, um, yeah, they focus on it. Yeah. And it's also really cool to be part of the team time trial because it's the only event where... 
uh, every rider are going to the to the podium or every rider on the team are going to the podium so it's a special feeling uh, you know you're you really feel united uh, as team when you're doing the team time trial great so i will finish again saying it was a pleasure marie marie to talk with you mm-hmm. as i hope the best of luck for you and for your team for the server law at bigla uh, for the next year i really looking forward to see you and all your teammates yeah uh, getting a lot of victories around for this year I will support you really closely. Thank you very much. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, Marie, for this amazing interview during Christmas break. And sorry again if I bother you. And uh, yeah, this is the good thing of the 2018, the new year resolution. Interview more people, parts of the hidden world of cycling that are way more interesting than all the pro that you can see in TV all the time. So if you want me to interview somebody or anything, just drop me a line. You know my email. I will repeat it at the end of this episode. I just want to say another couple of things. Yes, because in 2018, a lot of new projects will be kicked out. The first one probably are going to be some new videos I got for Christmas. Actually, it was a gift from all my family and broadened family that I have around. So now I got a new camera. So soon you're going to see myself during my training session or riding in uh, iconic places here in Berlin and then outside and explaining some stuff. Maybe we can do something like Tip Top Tuesday on video, on a live video sometime soon. Just let me know what you think. And But video are going to be a part of my content production around the web, even if the core is going to be still my podcast. Everybody knows that I love to speak, right? So any kind of thing that you want me to show also on video, but also to speak about for my Tip Top Tuesday, people that you want me to interview or whatever topic or whatever event that you want me to invite, just let me know via my email hello at calamaro.cc that's my email or instagram instagram.com slash read calamaro or twitter twitter.com slash read calamaro and for the end of this episode thanks a lot to my sponsor wahoo and isador always in my heart you know it but i want to say also a special thank you this time first 2018 episode or 2018 first episode better 2018 first episode i want to say thank you to the guys of cycle store zurich why you would say you will know it you will know it because that's something that happened to me during this weekend but i don't want to spread my card straight away here it was because of an episode that happened to me last weekend but just keep some hype over there i will let you know next week what happened i swear it's gonna be the first thing that i'm gonna talk about next week for now just Thank you for listening. I will talk to you soon. Ciao.